0: got a bad bitch on me what what got a bad bitch on me she d t f she She tell me she d t f i I heard she
1: d t f what and you ain't hanging with the team if you ain't down to fuck okay well welcome to dtf the Daryl darylton Fun hour it is in fact the greatest sex education comedy sometimes game show currently podcast in the known universe hello i am your resident sexuality educator dr Timory,
0: and i'm a comedian named daryl charles yay yay we did it uh as uh, as you know yeah uh we're here to uh give you the latest on the uh news surrounding sex and relationships in this hellscape that we currently live in uh you know
1: yeah you gotta find joy where you can
0: yeah and you know the easiest way to find joy touch yourself
1: yeah nigga. Like, uh, Really, I think there's never been a better time to engage in the very political act of jerking off in your free time and just in deciding your free time, that
0: in private where you're yeah. not hurting anyone.
1: Yeah, just like you know, except like,
0: yourself. But I hope you have consent there too.
1: Yeah, like fight, fight the cabalistic need to just constantly be doing things. I guess this is my reminder to myself.
0: That's also true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. It is an act of uh, protest uh, to to yeah to not constantly feed the machine but mm-hmm. yeah take time for yourself self-care it's yeah. good
1: I'm gonna go rage against the machine after this yeah
0: exactly and it's yeah. not even uh, uh, it's not even like get your self-care in so you can be more effective when you go back to slogging away at your day job No, no 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 be good to yourself so that you enjoy more days
1: yeah <laughs> pleasure for its own sake
0: yeah pleasure for its own sake is great
1: Um, Yeah, yeah, Um, I'm needing this conversation. I'm needing this reminder. Like, I went to a conference, I think I mentioned this last time I recorded that it was like four days of like movement and conscious communications and like Mm -hmm. you know sexuality stuff. And I just had such a chilled out time. And part of the thing was, I was still working, but I was like teaching you know, like a little bit every day, it wasn't all day. Mm And in between, I just made the active decision, I'm not going to work on other stuff. Like, I'm going to sit in my hotel room and watch Dexter (laughs) season one again. (laughs) Um, I'm going to take classes when they're interesting to me. But if I go into a class and it sucks, I'm just going to go back into my cool hotel room and just, like, eat some snacks. Like, it was, like, much needed respite. Just Mm -hmm. very, very much appreciated. Then I was in, like, a better mood for, like, a week and a half afterwards. That's, that's That's how great it was
0: yeah and it does and being in a better mood is good and all that stuff like uh this week i guess the past week was groundhog's day and uh my friend Kristen finger it was her birthday her birthday is always groundhog's day but on this particular year she wanted to celebrate it in punxsutawney philadelphia so wow we spent three days in, in, in near punxsutawney we went into punxsutawney on the um on the second and uh did a lot of gallivanting.
1: Wow. Okay. I
0: I we found a store that has free dried freeze dried candy.
1: Is that good? I don't know what that is. It's I've-
0: weird. Like I got freeze dried sprees. They're all like cracked and what? broken because the sugar blew up while they freeze dried it again.
1: So is that like candy for astronauts? That's
0: that's what I kept saying, and I think nobody <laughs> got the reference. No. <laughs> I was like, this tastes like astronaut ice cream.
1: And you and I and are the only people that remember this.
0: I was like, I mean, I, I guess I've. Uh, where was it?
1: We we've been nerds since the jump.
0: Yeah, I mean, I had astronaut ice cream every time we would go to see the. Oh, what the hell is it? What's the uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson run again? The
1: Smithsonian. Wait, where? I don't know where he works actually.
0: Yeah, it's the, the in Manhattan to, is a space thing.
1: Oh, okay. I try to ignore him cuz he just says like intentionally flagrantly annoying things on the internet. So That's
0: Yeah, that's true. He does try to ruin every holiday or movie or whatever, but uh I think it was there, but anyway, some one of the random science places my uh young ass was dragged to as a student. They always had uh astronaut ice cream and it would have strawberry vanilla and chocolate in these freeze-dried bricks and uh i would always eat the strawberry and then the vanilla and then give the chocolate away
1: yeah that's right
0: i've been me for a long time
1: yeah well i mean this is you know like there are a lot of people who are fans of chocolate who would then like get mad at you but i have always been in the opinion Mm -hmm. well then you're gonna give it to me so this works out great
0: (laughs) this is always a benefit my my wife has a very it's it works so far, but she's like, people are either candy or chocolate. Rarely do you find people oh. who would, uh, oh, um, who are comes verse. to this debate. Yeah.
1: I'm, a, you know, as a bisexual, um, I would like to say yes, you know, in general. <laughs> <laughs> like, I see no reason to limit myself. Yeah. And, um, like, and, you know, I just, uh, don't understand why I would pit these two things I like against each other.
0: <laughs> right. True. And I, it's not that I dislike chocolate. It's just, I, 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 it's not my chosen thing. I like hard fructose corn syrup, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the black tar heroin of sugar. Mm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's that's just the way I was raised. What, what are you gonna do? Um, I was we raised like by like. Fox uh, cartoons mm. and uh, the Disney afternoon. And right. listen, some people was pushing sugar.
1: I was raised by like. Cosmo and Mad Magazine Ooh. that combination <laughs> explains nice. a lot in retrospect I think, I think it does
0: explain a lot it's-
1: <laughs> I, I also was raised on like Rhonda Shear um, I don't know if you remember her but like she's like kind of like an Elvira where mm. Um, I think Rhonda Shear's big claim to fame was Saturday up all night, and she like did that with like oh, Gilbert Gottfried,
0: shriek in the voice.
1: Yeah, and she that was on
0: Channel Nine.
1: Yeah, she WWOR-TV. was like
0: WOR <laughs> TV
1: comedian actress who's just basically known for like mimbofication because that's like the characters she plays because that's where sure. she's gonna get the gigs, mm-hmm. and uh, I still to this day follow her YouTube channel because. She went on to like run businesses and stuff. She's a smart lady and I, you know like I look back in retrospect and like I see why I'm like this. Ah, <laughs> like, you get I get to it. Watch.
0: Sure. Yeah, there's something to it, man. Like, you know, it 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 there is an intelligence uh and a a method behind uh a lot of things. And uh you know, it's it really you it's hard to be stupid and just luck your way into Uh, Fame and fortune, in my opinion.
1: Uh, I mean, Joe Rogan's doing it, but that's going to start a whole other conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that man just fails upward. He was like the eighth funniest character in news radio, you know? Yeah. But, you know, he
0: he, he played whatever right. He ended up with a a juggernaut of a TV show with Fear Factor. And then he had enough free time to do three hour podcasts every day. And, you know. One day, I will have that amount of free time, and I will never use it that way.
1: (laughs) Well, if I do, I will not be having on people who are like, I don't really think six million people died in the Holocaust. (laughs) (laughs) Like, if I had that kind of free time, that's not him.
0: You're not not here for open conversation if you happen to be in the sixth grade?
1: (laughs) Uh, I'm so frustrated by the people who are like defending him as like because of critical thinking him like but okay but if you Yo, were actually critically thinking you would be like this guy can't read <laughs>
0: like, well yeah I mean you know people like what they like and yeah. uh, cognitive dissonance is a powerful motivator for mm-hmm. humanity mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know uh, again my ev- evolutionary psych kaya tree bag and be like cognitive dissonance is the reason we're here today we we love to lie to ourselves to justify not having to move more
1: oh i mean yeah do anything different like this is this is one of the challenges with getting people to change their mind on anything that is connected to social identity because Mm -hmm. like um if the biggest predictor of whether someone will change their mind towards something is that they come to believe that people like them do it or believe in it and like right. the biggest way to get people to start recycling is not telling them what the advantages are for the planet or for them directly but to just say that this many people in your neighborhood do it the vast majority so people like you already are doing this and then they're more likely to recycle and that's just true of like getting people to quit smoking and getting people to donate money to things and getting people to wear masks and etc cetera, etc cetera. and like because what we cannot stand uh, comfortably in is the idea that we'll be alone and that all of our friends and our support systems will abandon us if we are not part of the team. So, right. yeah. That's yeah.
0: That, That's the one refrain that I hear often when people complain about the wokes. Uh, <laughs> it's like, if you count out to them now, they'll just find something that you did bad later and then they'll leave you alone and you'll have lost the people who like you for hating them and the people who liked like you for liking them, so you're better off just being a terrible person, which I find to be uh, adorable. Uh, it's this is this is something that's been told to me personally that I need to be careful because of that. And to yeah. that, I say, um, uh, I I I I don't endorse. I don't, I'm not saying please go look into my past, but. Uh, <laughs> If you do and you find something, I, I'll i have the conversation. I know what I've done and I know who could keep a secret. No. <laughs> <laughs> you got to choose correctly. Um, just uh, anyway. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, is- like the, the idea of like, oh, yeah, you're going to lose whatever audience or your, your current social circle if you do this thing that you know people that you i'm telling you not to like say is um the difference between being good and bad
1: this is actually a phenomenal segue to our first regular feature to our first story let's do Um, it yeah so with that we're gonna head into the fucking news Uh, That is our first regular feature, and honestly, today I think it's going to be our only feature, just because we were like, "This is all news. None of this is terrible. None of this is great. It's just it is." So
0: it's just news. Listen, sometimes we don't even want to form an opinion. We just want to report it, get it out.
1: Yeah. Well, this this one fun conversation. I got a big opinion on this one. (laughs) (laughs) So we are recording this, um, like not quite a week away from the Giants superb owl where everybody watches advertisements in between you know like uh traumatic brain injuries um it, it's football it's, it's fun did you know yeah. that
0: um every rapper that you uh remember from 1996 is going to be
1: oh I saw that yeah, yeah. Well, 1998 Yeah, everyone's Uh, parents are going to be freaking out. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, you know, those same parents aren't putting their kids in uh, peewee football because of all of the trauma to the brain. So uh, the best way to get the kids involved in football is to get the parents back. Um, And, you know, that thing that no one mentions might be a reason why uh, no one or less people are watching it uh, than before. They're going
1: to be like... Eminem and Slim Shady?
0: <laughs> Ooh, I've never seen the two of them in the same place.
1: Yeah, somebody Before. told me both are there. Am I okay? Whatever. Um, anyway, <laughs> so talking about the Super Bowl, one of the things that will happen every year, like fucking clockwork, is that some idiots uh, who don't really look into things will perpetuate the myth that this is a big time for human trafficking
0: and every year it
1: happens well a big
0: time for prostitution okay and then they will say that prostitution is human trafficking
1: well i mean you'll get you'll get a mixture right because like so what what we're gonna be pointing to today is an incredible info share that went out on the twenty third of January. It is a newsletter uh from the US so um sex worker policy info share and it is dense with yeah. links and data. And if you don't want to read a bunch of it, just read some of it. Um because like it is dense with examples of like the copaganda sort of articles where the police are putting out their that, like, yeah, all this human trafficking is happening around the, the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And Your then
0: daughter is in trouble. Yeah. Um, my, my daughter doesn't live in California. The Super Bowl is coming. And they're going to take <laughs> them. And then they're going to wake up on the 50-yard line, chained to a basilisk. It's like, I don't think that that's <laughs> what. Give us more money. Because that's yeah. always the end
1: part. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, um, be mindful yeah. when
0: someone says something. And then at the end, it's like, give me some money. Well, Except yeah. for DTF, the darling well, Timory fun hour.
1: Yeah, you can always give us money and we'll just spend it on booze. We'll be honest with yeah. <laughs> you. Um hosting <but> yeah, fees. <laughs> yes, hosting fees. Uh but this this is a really phenomenal info share. I'm gonna be putting it up on our uh Facebook page. I've also put it on the Sex with Timory Facebook page and put it in Dr. Timmery.com blog. But um it is a list of Super Bowl trafficking myths articles uh so Mm -hmm. examples of it and then a ton of times it has been debunked because every time it comes up people go and debunk it it has been a bunch of times where people like the mythical invasion of the super bowl hookers or
0: it was yeah it was debunked on snopes in 2015 so yeah just putting it out it's lame now
1: it's it's been decades of this like there's the hidden horde of hookers was put out in 2010 like (laughs) people have been doing this forever it's been that's good alliteration though yeah come on these headlines are legitimately good um prominently
0: positing prostitutes are (laughs) coming for the super bowl these sultry sullen sex slaves are Mm. coming to the super Mm. bowl come on man Mm. language arts
1: and then there's a bunch of like academic studies and researchers who have debunked it as well so like no (laughs)
0: that that part bothers me just because i mean it doesn't bother me. I'm glad people are able to make a living doing this shit or whatever. But like the the denseness that this document has, just it to me, if I was typing something this big, they would be derision in every finger press. I'd be like <laughs> again, we have to deal with this nonsense because people are stupid and they don't want to change.
1: Well, I mean yeah, yeah. <laughs> But the uh, yeah, the 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 point of this here is that like it is it is not just uh, an us versus them sort of propaganda like version of things. It is like quite literally academics and researchers and sex workers have all debunked this many times saying like no the Super Bowl isn't the largest sex trafficking event in the world like it's not even like a blip also we need to talk about what the hell you mean when you say trafficking Mm -hmm. and like what really is the origin of this and what are we um what are we talking about here? Because most of what we're talking about is actually just that when the Super Bowl is happening, cops are more likely to arrest people for suspicion of prostitution. That's literally it. So when they That's say it. that, like, so many people, and it's like, there weren't more people necessarily in town to sell sex. I mean, like, maybe somebody, like, came into town to do that, but for the most part, uh, they're dudes that go looking for sex just when they're right. traveling. Um, and like that is a thing that happens and police may or may not enforce local prostitution laws uh, but they also arrest people who haven't had any sex we've talked about that on the show a bunch of times like if you just kind of look like a hooker and you're like standing out on the street and you can't justify your whereabouts enough yeah so like if, if they're pointing to anything what they're pointing to is that that's when the police get like overly zealous that's really all that they're saying
0: yeah, pretty much, um, and you know, uh, oh, man, it, it, it's such a loaded thing, and we've talked about it over and over again. It's like, look, when people, sex trafficking—the the movement of human beings uh, out of their home areas against their will—is uh, and has always been illegal. And a morally bad thing to do.
1: It hasn't always been illegal.
0: <laughs> it hasn't always been illegal. Well,
1: you know, if somebody is enslaved, you can move oh, well, them for whatever okay. reason. Touche,
0: <laughs> touche. For a long time in our yeah. modern era, it has been illegal to kidnap and force someone to work for for nothing. Or I mean, it's it's been illegal to kidnap someone and force them to work for money. <laughs> <laughs> so at no point is any, am I saying and I, I don't want to speak for Timur but I don't think that she is saying that human trafficking isn't something we should all be fighting to stop
1: Oh, yeah, that is very much not my position, yeah.
0: Exactly. It's something that should be stopped. Uh, People who do not want to participate in sex work should not be forced to participate in sex work. That goes for people who would be providing the sex work and making a dollar. It also goes for the children of certain rappers who have been forced to have sex with prostitutes to make Mm. them into a man, right? Mm. All of that is bad. You shouldn't force people to do anything. Yeah. But... If you want to talk about harm reduction, if you want to talk about getting the lives of these people who you want to stop doing their thing better, there are plenty more things you can do than telling the police to harass them at night. They're already wearing heels that are far too high. (laughs)
1: Well, and I think every time we have this conversation, I also go like, all right, why is everybody so super concerned with human trafficking when it comes to sex, but like does not seem to know where their tomatoes come from, Um, are not super concerned with, you know, like why some people go into cleaning houses and like why are they all... you know piling in and out of a van and how much are they getting paid for this and like right is someone holding on to their fucking passport for a while like the vast majority like like let it be let it be known like i, I know that trafficking exists and like i know people who have been sex workers who have also been trafficked those things mm. are not mutually exclusive um you can end up trafficked in a variety of industries it just doesn't look like the movie taken you know it just doesn't right. and and so it doesn't do us any favors to act like it's like women getting abducted out of a parking lot and every time i see one of those posts it's like i almost got abducted out of a parking lot it's like i mean you you might have like i'm not disagreeing with that but like odds are very low that it was for a human trafficking thing it might have just been so someone could rob you or something but mm-hmm. um if again we con- also crime also crime also bad but you know like we just need to have a realistic understanding the vast majority of people who go into sex work are doing so for either you know survival or uh you know housing or to you know just make it through the day since they have like a drug addiction or it is a job that is more convenient for them than something else like waitressing like there's a lot of different reasons and um just going after prostitution is a really bad use of our resources
0: yeah i mean You know, if you if you really do care and you might because you listen to this podcast. uh, You know, go look at what people are doing to reduce harm. I think a lot of times when people are talking about police stuff and, you know, defund blah, 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 blah. Um, If you want to skip the algorithms trying to figure you out, just type in harm reduction and look at what has been done. Right. So the, the idea is to reduce suffering in the world. Uh, if someone is willfully engaging in sex work and talking to another adult, and that adult decides to give them some money so that this person will fondle their gonads in some specific way, no one's being hurt by that. And there are plenty of countries in the world that have made that part legal, mm-hmm. because that's not hurting anyone, Uh you, you want to talk about, oh, there are pimps or people who are, you know, um, the middle managers of <laughs> of sex work. And they're, uh, you know, taking money from people and, and, and uh, making people sell themselves, uh, undervalue themselves. That stuff's illegal there, too. So, uh, again, uh, there probably will be more people looking for sex in, I think it's in California
1: I this just Can't year. be bothered to know. Yeah, <laughs> could not um, be bothered to know.
0: Yeah, but come on, it's California.
1: <laughs> and I think this, it's also really important to that that talk about where Monster was like,
0: done, it was filmed, it was
1: where Eileen like, Wernos was. That, story? Texas?
0: that was Texas.
1: Where was Eileen Wernos? Oh man, I think uh, I think that was. Texas. I did not realize I would have a serial killer like pop quiz. This is what I've been sort of training for my whole life. But <laughs> I think she was in Florida
0: okay it's got to be one of them death penalty states
1: i'm pretty sure it's florida because yeah she was yeah she was executed um but the thing that i want to also say about this whole story is that like you know academics have debunked it and like the police keep putting this stuff out here but everyone who works in media needs to stop perpetuating that yeah you know mythology and uh this this article this info share Includes a bunch of examples of things that already, you know, even just, you know, in the last year have have come out, and it's like, Reuters, why'd you fall for this shit? Um, wait, no, yeah. Reuters didn't. That was on the list of no, they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but they're like, their uh, LA Daily News has fallen for it. International Business Times has fallen for it. Um, there's a bunch of like NGOs that have that have fallen for it, and there was a a myth about the Center for Missing and Exploited Children saying something that was, like, repeated in a ton of articles for many years, and then eventually, like, Media Matters was like, we have been looking for this for forever, and the Christian Science Monitor spent, like, 10 years looking into where did they get this citation from the Center for Missing and Exploited Children, and it never existed. Like, things like that. Like, somebody just straight up faked a quote in a story, and then it just keeps getting repeated because all these people don't want to do their jobs as journalists. Yeah. (laughs) So... You know, I know how it is. I'm a writer and I'm a lazy person, but you have to go back and follow the citations to the original and see if that's what they actually said.
0: (laughs) Yeah. As a journalist, you really shouldn't take people's word for
1: things. Yeah, it's your job. (laughs) So, yeah, this is a call out to journalists as much as anybody.
0: And also as a, uh, I love the the term, a critical thinker. Uh, Mm. You shouldn't be just taking anybody's word for it. You know. So
1: Joe Rogan, if you're out there listening, you can rehab your whole deal if you use your whole fucking free speech platform to spend the next several months talking about sex workers' rights and fighting the Earn It Act, which might be even worse than Fosta Sesta. I'm gonna be writing about that in an upcoming article. So feel free to use your gigantic platform to fight against the uh you know all of the censorship that's happening online the, the and... canceling
0: of people that's actually affecting them yeah uh, negatively. yeah talk about I, that you know as as with anyone uh you can't fix what you've already done but right now is a perfect opportunity to do better
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so you know joe rogan if you're listening yeah <laughs> You surely are. I
0: I don't think if I had to do three hours of podcasting a day, there is no way in hell you would catch me listening to any podcast. I I I would think, but you know, I I mean, he certainly
1: doesn't spend that time reading and preparing for the interviews. (laughs) So (laughs) how how many hours a day do you have to?
0: There's somebody off camera googling. That's yeah. That's that's the same as living in the Library of Congress, right? Mm -hmm. It's an actual library.
1: all right i feel like that's that's a good time to segue to our next regular feature or our next story i should say Mm -hmm. Uh, so here's some more fucking news all right this one's fun (laughs) (laughs) this is a lot more joyful um earlier in the panini we discussed how there was a rise of penises on television specifically after a scene in euphoria where there were like a record-breaking number of dicks in a non-porn show um and this continues and now we have had uh, a variety of them in the last year or so so some examples include um blade runner 2049 uh gray's anatomy um if anybody else out there is watching like pam and tommy um and so there's there's yeah and of course euphoria so there's a not only you know that massive i think it was like a locker room scene but there's just been a number of other penises and i think like the new sex in the city there's a bunch and so mm. there's a really fun article in thrillist where they talk to someone who makes the prosthetic penises because they're not all real <laughs> and,
0: yeah and that's something
1: yeah that's so not
0: all real
1: yeah so it's that
0: are swinging around on cameras
1: Which is fascinating because like I understand like if you haven't already seen uh Pam and Tommy uh I don't think this is spoiler alert because they pretty much are using this as a selling point there is a scene where Tommy Lee played by Sebastian Stan is having a conversation with his dick uh voiced by Jason Mantzoukas which is an amazing choice yes and like the actual like the uh urethra is like you know like uh like beaker a little bit (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not not totally like uh, Terrence and Philip, but just like open and close a little bit. Mm. And uh, that one is quite obviously not real. <laughs> like a lot of these wouldn't have to be prosthetics, but they are choosing to do so for whatever sure. reason.
0: Well, I mean, uh, Tommy Lee had a very skinny but long penis. If I remember uh, watching the Pam and Tommy tape, which mm-hmm. I most certainly did. I was alive mm-hmm. when it came out. So mm-hmm. I did. Mm-hmm. I also saw One Night in China, just putting it out there. I was also mm-hmm. a bigger wrestling fan than I was a Baywatch fan, even though I probably mm. watched around the same amount of episodes.
1: <laughs> I didn't really watch either, but I am a big fan of celebrity sex tapes, which is not a thing I'm proud of um, because I realize that it's ethically very dubious if they didn't put yeah. it out themselves. You know what's crazy? That,
0: that yeah. was the thing. Like I was a teenager, right? Just happy to see nudity on a television. And got the Pam and Tommy tape and watched it, and the thought never left me that I shouldn't be seeing this. And yeah. because of how intimate and private the video was, like mm-hmm. you, like they were on their honeymoon or some shit like that. Like they, mm-hmm. they were constantly they were- telling each other they loved each other while they were having sex and stuff. It's like. Yeah, you know, it was just one of those things. where it's like they weren't even trying to like. I mean, they were titillating each other and whatnot, having fun with a fucking camcorder. But like, it was an intensely private video that mm-hmm. even as I was watching it, and you know, I, I was sixteen or seventeen or alive, so you know what I was doing. Even during that, I was like, mm, "This was uh, this was stolen from them." Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, and like, it's it's not a good. Thing to uh, support, but no, you know, yeah. I, I mean, I, I would not pay him for. I, it. I, it I think high
1: that's. I think that's on the list of things from the nineties and early two thousands that like we're just like unthinkingly consumed, and mm-hmm. like the interesting thing about Pam and Tommy is that it it seems to be both wanting to give justice in the way that like you know you're wrong about is gonna you know I Tanya you know those kind of things, but mm-hmm. at the same time. Um, it's very salacious and they spend a lot of time watching them fuck. You know, like yeah. the show spends a lot of time showing the two of them just like bouncing around the house and like they're the real life story of how the two of them got together is absolutely batshit. Um, that like Pam had decided she was no longer dating bad boys and she's out, and it's actually In the TV show, they say it's her birthday. In real life, it was New Year's Eve. And so she buys shots for everyone in the bar to celebrate that she's no longer dating bad boys. And one of the shots got sent over to where Tommy Lee was with a date. And the the waitress is saying like oh this is from pam anderson who was a legit famous person he was also famous but like his band had peaked you know like the 80s were the big era for for motley crew she was a legitimate tv star Mm -hmm. tv star and like model and he goes over there fueled by champagne and ecstasy and just like weasels his way into the table licks her face and she just loves it (laughs) and they got married (laughs) like four days later that's amazing Yeah, so it is their honeymoon tape. It is intensely private. It is definitely their property, but also they've known each other for like four days. Yeah, yeah.
0: So. Yeah, they are on their honeymoon like two weeks later. Some people don't even see titties in that amount of time. They had uh, married their funds (laughs) to each other. That's extreme. Yeah, and so, so yeah, there was a lot of oral sex happening.
1: It's just, uh, yeah. So that that whole story, like, I'm also just like entirely too invested in this narrative. But um, <laughs> the point is, you know, they show his dick a bunch in the show, uh, yeah. which I appreciate, and that sure. that brings us back to you know that whole thing. Funnel. So this Thrillist article uh, has an interview with a special makeups effect designer. His name is Jason Collins, and his company is called Autonomous FX, and they make, um, you know, like special effects for shows and he said that he's made 15 different dicks over the last 18 months or so and it started with euphoria and since then there's been like a big uptick in requests um that like his team has created like a bunch of different penises including the one uh, worn by eric dane in euphoria oh. um and a different prosthetic in the second season when he accidentally urinates in the foyer of his home
0: oh Well, they they had to get a whizinator like um, your boy was Tom Sizemore. Mm, He he brought the whizinator into the public for because he got busted trying to beat a drug test with a fake penis that was attached to a tube of urine that was tied to his thigh to keep it at body temperature. One of the most fun times I've ever had reading an article.
1: Wow. Yeah. I mean, a,
0: a pretty traumatic time in his life, I'm sure. Uh, but also, <laughs> yeah, man, oh. I was like, this is funny.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Collins talks about the different technical aspects of doing makeup on like a prosthetic here. So, like, yeah, there's a difference between making one that's erect versus one that's flaccid. Is it sure. gonna have liquid going through it? You know, does it have a tube going through it that's being pumped out? if it's, like, a person just standing naked in a room or do they need to be able to walk around? True. Um, You know, just, like, all of these different logistics. So, we talked about that. And it's, you know, it's also, I think, worth noting that these are not necessarily in eroticized circumstances. And even though, like, Pam and Tommy, they're fucking a lot. When you see his dick, it's not, like, right before it goes in her. It's, like, in, you know, like, it's just hanging. And... It's just sort of like taking in, you know, just like noticing. It's not necessarily like, ooh, the right. we're lingering over it and salivating.
0: He's just talking to it. I don't, and I can't, I really can't recall the time that I really talked to my penis as if it was Aww. a separate entity. I
1: should chat more, I guess. It's a it's an activity I have people do in like body love workshops like not necessarily you don't have to like sit there with a mirror and like look at it but like um, I have folks write like a quick minute and a half long love letter to your hands to your face to your genitals to your stomach to your butt like stuff like that. And very often, it's supposed to be a love letter specifically, but very often people end up saying things that are, like, apologetic for Mm. taking them for granted for how you treated them, stuff like that. So I do recommend it for people. Just take a moment and just, like, think about your relationship with your body parts and whether you really appreciate them. Because it's it's easy to take stuff for granted until, like, you get an injury or something doesn't work right.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not saying that I haven't had some one-on-ones with my penis. I'm just (laughs) saying I've never... Vocally spoken to it as if okay. it was Tyler Durden or some shit like that. Like okay,
1: you know, okay,
0: yeah. No, we have our we have our us time. Okay, yeah,
1: okay, yeah. yeah.
0: But right. yeah, but you know, it's a movie. It's it, they're not going to do a voiceover of his head while he's talking to his penis because that's not entertaining television. Um, you know, you, wait. You, they, you but talk they talk to the fake Wang.
1: I mean, it is. It is back and forth between his head and 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 the the penis head. Oh. In in that show, yeah.
0: Okay, he's not actively talking.
1: He he is, and so is the dick. In its a though. Well, um I mean, it's weird because it's like most of the show is shot as though it's like just a regular ass movie you're watching things that are happening, but that scene is shot as though this is how it's actually going. Ah. And I think it's because it is a scene taken out of his autobiography. Because oh. they are drawing Um, all of the content for the show from books that were written about it. So there's, like, one big source material book that was about the whole theft of the video and the backstory and the guy that stole it. Um, But, like, Tommy Lee did put out an autobiography where he talks about (laughs) talking to his dick before he goes to propose to Pam because his dick is like, no, don't go get married and be monogamous.
0: (laughs) Ah that conversation no i've never had that conversation with my
1: penis and he's like but what about like carmen electra (laughs) 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 which just dates the reference so
0: very very much dates it but also um, shows you what the uh, producers of baywatch were thinking
1: oh and denise richards too he talks about denise richards Mm no again the era
0: mm, i keep get i will forever get her confused with a wide variety of white women. Um, <laughs> I could I could throw a name out, but mm, yeah, That's fine. yeah,
1: she's lovely. She was great in Wild Things.
0: Sure. So what? Okay, then we're not talking about who I thought we were talking about. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> also, I've never seen Wild Things. I know that there's a oh. threesome scene in a pool. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah, Starts I mean the, the important the important part. And I don't think I'm spoiling a movie that came out 30 years ago, but no. uh, Nev Campbell and Denise Richards making out in a pool that then leads to a three way. And it's like the three way is sort of like, all right, but the important thing was we never got to see a Nev Campbell like this before.
0: Ah, Denise Richards because... was White She Devil in Undercover Brother. Pretty yeah. sure I'm correct.
1: Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Yeah, that, that I believe is correct. Yeah.
0: yeah. That's. Yeah, that's there you go. Culture, cultural differences. That's my the, the, that <laughs> the Eddie Griffith great. movie. Yeah, it was based on a comic book or like a oh or like a comic reel, like a you There's, know like a Saturday morning um you know newspaper comic strip. Oh, comic strip. really? Based on a comic strip? Yeah.
1: Amazing. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All right. Underrated yeah, that, movie. Yeah, absolutely. It truly is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: Fucking, so, you know, young Dave Chappelle, young uh, Neil Patrick Harris. I guess not that young. Oh my he was a God. man, yeah. By that time,
1: and the guy that plays like the scientist friend. I think oh, that was yeah. the first time I ever saw him and stuff. And then I saw him in like everything after. Yeah, that. He was
0: Uncle Ruckus. He, he does a yeah. ton of voice work. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember his name, but uh, he was uh, smart brother or intelligent brother. I think it was intelligent brother.
1: Yeah, one of those. Yeah. Um, but while we're talking about dicks, this also <laughs> leads us to no dicks
0: and uh, undercover brother
1: not enough no, no um no. <laughs> there's a lot of to... innuendo
0: because mm. yeah but mm. yeah no actual wang because uh you it's know, like a pg-13 it's yeah and it was just um you know 30 years too soon
1: yeah next time the I'm, sequel. I'm i'm ready for the for the reboot yeah
0: undercover brother 2 the heart in it <laughs>
1: um so while we're talking about penises that's going to take us to our next piece of fucking news and uh this also has to do with dicks but this is a little bit more sciencey so for yeah science dicks um so if you've ever heard of a study where this is usually the way it's presented is that the guys who are most homophobic are actually uh, most likely to be turned on by gay porn because there was there was a study uh, where plasmographs, which basically just measure tumescence and girth growing, you know, like the penis filling with blood and becoming... Um, thicker
0: than it once th- was.
1: Thicker than it was, yeah. yeah. Um, and the study basically was like showing men a variety of stimuli, whether it was like straight porn, lesbian porn, gay porn, like just neutral... You know, stimuli, etc., and measuring how that affected the plasma growth. They also interviewed them about their opinions on homosexuality and and just basically got a gauge if they were homophobic or accepting or whatever. And that study was touted a whole bunch because there was a correlation in that study between the guys who held homophobic beliefs and having a like tumescent reaction to male and male porn. And that was cited a ton of times. I remember the first time I heard about it, I was like, aha! And, you know, I it's repeated. Yeah, and it's like, it's repeated around. But the problem is that, um, you know, upon closer inspection of the of the penis, like, the science isn't actually really holding up. And, ah,
0: science. Yeah, the thing so. The about science, science can, 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 will contradict itself often. You know why? Because they're seeking the truth with the best instruments that they have at the time and so it's it's really nothing for a scientist to say i was wrong Uh, but it damn sure is something for not scientists to say that they were wrong when the proof is right there in front of their fucking face Mm,
1: mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah and it's also just like we've talked about this a bunch at the point of science is to continuously check on things to make sure they are either a still true or b were we right the first time or did we just get a weird sample were our variables measured correctly? Like, yeah. yep. did did we science this correctly enough that we can replicate these findings elsewhere? That's the whole point of the peer review system. Is it repeatable? So, yeah, yeah. Can other people take this data and go do their own study and have the same result? Because mm-hmm. if not, then we have, like, validity issues for our findings. And originally, plasmographs were introduced... Um, from everything from like conversion therapy and people trying to get dudes to not be gay so like if you look at gay porn and you get hard and then you'll get like zapped or something so that's not great mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is is like arousal is much more complicated than just blood flow Way and we, more. we know this to be super true in people with vulvas because like vulvas will respond like with um, blood flow and lubrication to the site of threats as well and probably just as a, an evolved reaction to like well shit might go down i need right. to protect myself um but penises also yeah they react to a lot of different things they don't always react when a person is aroused but mm-hmm. they might react when you're not aroused that's just more it, complicated than that
0: it seems incredibly funny that these studies happened and for years people thought this was the case when many men wake up with erections and were not having salacious dreams, weren't they were just sleeping, restful they might have been in a deep depression and you still wake up with a fucking erection but they're like, no, no, no that's a sign of something it's Mm. kind of funny
1: yeah, I mean we just I mean, sex research is so limited like yeah. we don't get to do it a lot there's not a lot of backing for it financially mm-hmm. you can get big trouble for doing it with your institutions so when somebody does any of it then it's like well that's it that one's been done now we right don't need to it, do it, it again.
0: happened let's never uh talk about this again <laughs> yeah
1: or let's just say that this is the answer for forever and we're going to keep perpetuating it like you know the masters and johnson's like arousal cycle let's just keep that for the next like 50 years and not really discuss that like since then we've Gotten a lot further, you know, etc. Anyway, so there are uh, a lot of uses of plesnographs that are actually like quite questionable in addition to study. Like, for instance, they will be used on people who are like pedophilically oriented to like measure whether they are likely to re offend or like if they need to be kept in jail longer. Um, They're also um, used in Army tests to figure out the sexuality of potential recruits. That was in the 50s. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Like, in the
1: 50s. Yeah. But But still, like, there are people alive now that were alive in the 50s. It's not letting anybody off the
0: hook. I'm just saying they don't do that now. But, you know, for for a long time, I mean, if you are alive and listening to this podcast, you were probably alive when. They were still kicking gay people out of the military. This, oh, this, definitely. Yeah, this isn't like old news.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. Like, yeah. like Obama had to change his views on homosexuality becoming the president, or like right after he got the nomination. Like these, this was still a thing. So, um, I don't know when they stopped testing two but it is just kind of funny. <laughs> I just wanted to see the guy whose job it was as a army recruiter to uh, have all those pieces of tape and paper and that (laughs) library of images to, you know, check. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, he was probably a very good scientist, too. It's like, I got to go do some uh, research. Uh, So I need um, high speed Internet and a lock. <laughs> uh, on my door because I don't want to. I don't want to, you know, expose people to my science before it's ready. So yeah, it's a good work yeah. if you can get it. I'm sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, and one of the researchers who uh, we were talking about earlier because of his name, because it's like Freund. He's a Czech friend. Canadian. Freund. Freund. Uh, can- okay. Uh, you he's you ch- my friend. <laughs> I like it okay it just looks like Freud with an N in it
0: It right it looks like Freud with an N but it just sounds like a southern person calling you a compatriot
1: yeah yeah I like it uh, but anyway he, he was a physician sexologist and he was trying to treat men for homosexual tendencies uh, we don't have time to unpack that but he was <laughs> doing this work and then eventually was like actually turns out I can't change sexual orientation and then he started advocating for the decriminalization of homosexuality um, yeah. and apologized and, for his work
0: in 77 he apologized for it so mm-hmm. the, the dude who it was the, the Czech he was Czech Canadian and it was the mm-hmm. Czechoslovakian army that recruited him or which isn't even sex a country anymore. trafficked him into the thing um, trafficked him into the military like th- th- the funny thing about these things is uh, the years the, the, the dates on these things like you know here we are a, a, a scientist I don't know if he was world renowned but a scientist standing up in 1957 and saying that it is impo- I, I the person who has been tasked to do this cannot change someone from being gay Mm-hmm. And you cut to 50 years later. <laughs> yeah. And people are like, we're going to do that thing that that guy did. And it works, I promise. Just give yeah. me money.
1: They just keep trying. Same they thing as earlier. Keep, they just the keep trying. Same story as earlier.
0: And you know, and it's fine. It's America. It's free freedom, right? People should be able to try whatever the fuck they want. But if... <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, a lot of abuse (laughs) happened at the time. It's like, you know, it's up to individuals to, like, fucking read and and think and, you know, uh, collate the information in your life and have spirited debate that has you speaking your beliefs and what those things are based on and blah, blah, blah. But, you know.
1: And double-checking Oof. that your sources ever correct themselves, I think that's really underrated, right? Like, listen yeah. to sources, they go back and go, like, we fucked up, right. and here's how, and here's how it could have been better.
0: And Because, um, yeah, especially, uh, you know, our culture is one of, you know, what is it, success has many fathers, uh, failures are an orphan. So, like, mm. when someone does have that mea culpa, it's never front-page news mm-hmm. until, you know, this past few years. So, uh, you can thank President Trump for something. someone being wrong in the news started to be the front page
1: news (laughs) well another another thing about this science being fallible and being wrong is also that it's super susceptible to manipulation because like you can to a degree control your reaction here it's kind of like in the same way that like a lie detector test isn't really actually admissible in court because Mm -hmm. you can manipulate it pretty well and there was a, a Reddit AMA eight years ago um a registered sex offender who was on probation at the time discussed how he would attempt to cheat the test and he recalled being showed a series of photos of children of various ages in in underwear and um you know he he had to hit the button whenever he heard something inappropriate like there was also like a male voice reading things um and there's also like female nudes it sounds like a wild experience in general yeah um and he said that I, I tried my best to get it chubby during the part where I was supposed to be turned on by stuff. Um, however, I was told that was a problem, that I showed objectification issues for showing arousal to that section. So you could never win with these people. Yeah. <laughs> it, it,
0: you know, just like why this lie detector test don't hold up in court. Human beings are a complex series of organs and then uh, chemicals that are in the brain that, that powers most of the stuff in the body. I could look at a titty like, okay, 30 years ago, if I saw a titty out, erection was happening immediately. (laughs) 20 years ago, if I saw a titty was out, an erection was happening immediately. 20 years ago, if I saw a titty out. Listen, what I'm saying is I'm I'm closer to the grave now and (laughs) that same titty ain't going to do the same things. Maybe it's because I've had way more titty now than I had Mm. back then. Maybe I have numbed my body to titties. I don't know. Mm. But what I'm saying is, it's a complex series of things that happen. It could also be that I'm in therapy. Who knows, right? Mm. A lot of different things can happen, and all of all of your combined experiences uh, <laughs> turn into an erection every time you have one. And so, yeah, like the the even the lie detector test was like testing blood pressure. It was testing. Um, your your uh, heart rate, uh, how quickly you were breathing—it was a bunch of things that they tried to sum up to whether you were telling the truth or not. And the, the the same sort of thing has got to be part of what happens with arousal. Like, come on, a good conversation can get you a stiff, chubby.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think all, all of this is also not not only can uh, arousal not always just be measured through this one simple thing. It's That's like. Also true. What we fantasize about What turns us on Is not the same thing As like What we're gonna go do In the world Those are different things And Like Being turned on By some sort of Violence or coercion Does not mean you engage In that behavior In real life And That I mean speak that is the whole Uh, i mean that's the whole anti-porn argument right is if you see this stuff and it turns you on you're just gonna go do it you're motivated to do it or whatever but the reality is like that violence reflects back to us the fantasies that we have in the same way that like any other media does like action movies and so you know like it's only so useful to have these sort of measures anyway because i think it's far more important to find out like if you if you see um somebody in the real world in, in a non-sexual circumstance, if they see the opportunity to like steal paperwork from a desk, I think that's far more likely to tell you what kind of person they are <laughs> than whether or not they get turned on by violent porn or like by a picture of a person they're not supposed to be attracted to. And, you know, all of this is also taking place in a really weird, sterile environment. That's a strange place. And you could have any sort of weird reaction in a lab setting or yeah, like totally. if the police are making you do this all yeah. of this changes the circumstance your freedom is on versus, the line
0: I don't know about yeah. you but I'd have an any
1: <laughs> yeah so it's like all of this is you know and, and if you've ever had a weird medical evaluation and you just know that like the person's like administering it can have a huge impact on like your blood pressure so yeah. I can only imagine
0: yeah so you know Here's some debunked science. Or it's not debunked. Mm -hmm. It's been found inconclusive because that is another thing about science. They don't like to speak indefinite unless they really got it. What they're saying is when people get aroused, sometimes their dicks get hard. That's Mm -hmm. that's all we've been able to ascertain.
1: Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. Sometimes
0: when people with penises are aroused, they grow a little bit.
1: But if it were a, a one-to-one, we would not have such a huge market for Viagra and Cialis. So. And
0: these are the facts.
1: <laughs> and uh, Hobby Lobby wouldn't be fighting to still cover that in its insurance, despite the fact they won't cover birth control.
0: Can't do birth control. Gotta do Viagra. Listen, mm-hmm. uh, on the third day, I gotta rise. And... <laughs>
1: And then I had to, like, buy uh, stuff from ISIS. It was fine. <laughs> Look. We hate Hobby Lobby. We hate Hobby Lobby, and we hate Gwyneth Paltrow. In this house, we hate Hobby Lobby and Gwyneth Paltrow. Just let it be known that those are our, our true enemies.
0: They and were ISIS. just trying to open up the floor for debate by uh, <laughs> selling and and being uh, brokers for ISIS. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, it would be funny if it wasn't so goddamn predictable. And it's not even sad at this point. And just, I don't even, I'm not angry. It's just a general malaise and a mm. and, and 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 the feeling that my time has been wasted. And, and mm. uh, yeah, more and more, that's becoming the real denominator for whether you get a vicious version of me or not. Are you wasting Mm. my time? If you're wasting my time, then, well, you'll see uh, the old me. Uh, Mm. But uh, don't waste my time. That's all I'm saying.
1: The one that got aroused by every nipple.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yo. The old me had an (laughs) erection and anger issues.
1: (laughs) These things are... Maybe related. Mm-hmm. It's hard to say. We need to do more experiments. He
0: also vehemently denied ever masturbating. So you know, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that I think the correlation is there. But you know, whatever
1: we've had, we've had personal growth.
0: I've had a lot of personal growth in width and length.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, this very penis-filled episode. <laughs> um, I think we covered a lot of ground. <laughs> um, so, in terms of stuff you have coming up, and people want to see your shows and they want to buy your merch and they want to get your album, Black Gentrifier. Where do they go, Daryl?
0: They can go to com. My name is Daryl, D-A-R-R-Y-L and comedy is what I do. That's the end of that sentence. So DarylComedy.com <laughs> is where you can go and get my album, Black Gentrifier. You can go to T Public to get uh, the lovely album art on uh, your choice of item, uh, t-shirts, stickers, mugs, masks, Get my face and some Jordans I've never owned on your things. Uh, and then also get Black Gentrifier. Uh yeah. It's a pretty good album. I enjoyed it.
1: Yeah. Very good.
0: And Dr. Timory, where can people find you and your many endeavors?
1: You can head to drtimory.com. And that is D R T I M A R E E. So com, And that's where I will post. Not only links to the stories we talked about here, but a bunch of other ones. My articles that I write for Philly Weekly. Um, some of the recent ones include like, if my partner's bad at sex, can I ask him to open up the relationship? Or, why are people not having sex in general is one of my other recent articles. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can also see links to upcoming workshops and shows. So, a couple of workshops that I have coming up include some introduction to burlesque workshops that are in person in Philly. You have two options. One of them is at sexploratorium and one is at taboo. Um, seats are very limited at sexploratorium. So if you want that one, go, go get those now. Um, links for all these things are on the blog on dr. Timmery.com. So burlesque shows coming up, burlesque workshops coming up, all that kind of good stuff.
0: Yeah. Um, and uh, please like Subscribe share mm-hmm. tell people about us yes. we appreciate that yes. um, yeah, you know, sharing is use the algorithm vital. or whatever
1: yeah sharing is vital we appreciate that you listen to us and support us if you you know want to share it with other people if you want to send us monies on uh, the venmos if you are so inclined in buying merch etc those things are always appreciated and if not you know thanks for listening too
0: yeah really appreciate
1: it yeah that's true so, thank you to everyone for listening. Thank you to Flirt Vonnegut, our editor and producer. And, uh, yeah. and we will talk to you next week. What? Bye. And you with the team if you ain't down the